Well, good morning, everybody, family. It is a real joy to be able to stand up here, and I'm thankful to Don. Do you know, it's a funny thing. About a month ago, I was um, just reading in my quiet time, and one verse really just leapt out at me, and I started thinking about this, and I thought, Don will be ringing me in the next few days to ask me to preach. It happens every time. So, Don, you must be listening. (laughs) That's good. You can have one. (laughs) So, I'm excited to share with you um, this message. And to be honest, I feel um, very inadequate because I'm talking about probably one of the biggest things it's the, the foundation of everything. Everything flows from this. Everything that I've ever spoken from comes from this. And it's about our loving God. So um, we, we sang this morning a beautiful song about the love God has spoken over us. I don't know what song that was, but it was there. And um, this morning, I want to speak God's love over you to close the year and to start the new year. And uh, that is what I believe God wanted to say. On the last Sunday of 2019, this is it. So will you just close your eyes with me and I'm just going to pray. Father, thank you that we can come here as a family and as your children. And Lord, I pray that now you will just uh, touch my lips, my mouth, and that I will speak your word that you've given me, but that the people will hear and know and understand what it is you're trying to say to us this morning. So we just open our hearts to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Psalm 62, verse 11 and 12. This was the verse. One thing God has spoken Two things have I heard, that you, O God, are strong and that you, O Lord, are loving. He is loving. Don't you love that word? Those of you that have got a loving husband, it's a beautiful word, a loving parent, a loving friend. Well, we have a loving God and uh, I just... Uh, When I read that, I've read it many times, but it really touched me. And I thought, just the love of God just undid me again. And uh, so I hope I can share it with you. Uh, But 2019, uh, uh, Isaac mentioned it, for many people has held trials, sorrow. Uh, For many people, joy. Uh, We had a great joy when... um, Joe and Sarah announced that they're going to have our first grandchild. That was a great joy. But there's been sadness, there's been trials for all of us. And um, as we look into 2020, a lot of people can sense a feeling of dread. Many people can look ahead and know that perhaps they're facing a big operation or perhaps they're, they've got a failing parent and they, they know that they might lose someone they love dearly. Who knows? All sorts of things. Um, do you know what we need to carry through in this? Is that our God is a loving God 
and it doesn't matter what 2020 holds, God will be with us. Our loving God. Turn to someone and say, he is a loving God. A loving God. You're so obedient. <laughs> Do you know, when I was thinking about this, it's a bit random, but um, I remembered a story where um, that someone was walking home at night, late at night, the moon was out, it was in the 1800s, and uh, this man was walking back to his village, and all of a sudden, he was overwhelmed by the love of God. And he just knelt in the field and just wept and wept and wept, and his heart was transformed and changed. Now, you're all asking me, who is he? I don't know, I can't remember. <laughs> Do you know, I thought it was John Bunyan, but then I looked and I couldn't find it. And then I thought, Luther. I think it was Martin Luther. I don't know. But anyway, it's true. It happened. <laughs> but it was the sim simple thing of having his heart touched by the love of God. That is life transforming. That's what every person in this room needs. Not just once, but many times. Now, Many of you knew my dad, Evan Harris. Um, he was a pilot in the war, and uh, <clears throat> when he came back from the war, he was deeply traumatised by things he'd seen, um, just by a lot of things. And he was away from God. And uh, he came home to my mother. They had a little baby, and he said, I will bring no more children into this dark, evil world. So for 10 years, they were childless. But then one day, Dad was out sailing. He loved to sail. And he was sailing, um, and a boat nearby him uh, was just going past, and he heard the sailor whistling a tune. Not even the words, but whistling a tune, but Dad knew the tune from his um, um, Sunday school days. And it was wide, wide as the ocean. Do you know that one? High as the heaven above. Deep, deep as the deepest sea is my Saviour's love. I, though so unworthy, still am a child of his care. For his word teaches me that his love reaches me everywhere. And, you know, Dad gave his heart back to the Lord right then with just a simple Sunday school song, which I teach to my Bible and school kids. I love them. They're reaching down. The love of God, Dad felt unworthy, but the love of God reached him and changed his life around. You know, he went home to Mum and he said, um, told her what had happened. He said, we can have you can have more children. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm glad about that. <clears throat> that, life, that song, the song of God's love turned Dad's life around. Um, if you flick to the next one, that was probably that, the words, Simon. And the next one, because this is another song. The love of God is greater far. Do any of you know that one? Can you go to the next one, Simon? Yes than tongue or pen can ever tell. That's why I feel like, who am I to stand up and talk about the love of God? But it goes beyond the highest star, reaches to the lowest hell. 
So it doesn't matter what you've done, whether you know that you deserve to be in hell, God's love can reach there. Um, Turn to the next one, Simon, because I love this. Could we with ink the ocean fill? And were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quill, a pen, and every man a scribe by trade? If we were all writers, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Isn't that cool? Nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky, sky to sky. Oh, love of God, how rich, how pure, how measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure. The saints and angels' songs. Hallelujah. If, if we were all writers and spent the rest of our life writing about the love of God, we would have hardly begun Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to share something with you, and I'm a bit hesitant too, but it's something I had a dream uh, 45 years ago. Uh, I was a young nurse, and very young. <laughs> no, I was a young nurse in the hospital up here. I was staying in the nursing home. I just went to bed that night, and, in, and then I dreamt this dream. And uh, in the dream... I was uh, in a deep, dark, underground um, maze of tunnels. And I was running, running as fast as I could run. My heart was pounding. And I, I, I was in absolute terror. And uh, behind me, I was, I was being pursued by enemies. Absolute dread and terror. And then I ran, and I was just running wildly, and I ran into this uh, alley, into this turning, came into a dead end, a, a room, and I just stood there just overwhelmed with terror, and I could hear the people pursuing me. And then from the shadows stepped out a man, and as I looked into him, I realized I was seeing Jesus. And I will never forget, and I, I know I can't describe it, but the love that I saw on his face, just everything else faded away. You know, the terror just left, and I knew I was utterly loved. And he came up to me, and I leant his, my, my um, face against his chest, and he put his arm around me, and... It was just absolute love. Now, this is in a dream, but I tell you what, it gave me a glimpse of what it's going to be like in heaven. It's going to absolutely beyond, be beyond anything we could dream of. And then all of a sudden I heard the shouts and the cries and the footsteps. And the next minute they, these people came running into the room. And it was... He just, Jesus, took me and just put me behind him. He just put me behind him like that. And then they ran at him and um, began to beat him, attack him. And that I woke up. I fell out of bed. Literally, I fell out of bed and I lay on my floor and I wept for a good hour. And that dream impacted me deeply and even now 45 years ago I can still feel it and see it and hear it the love of God 
Now, this is what we need to know. All of us need a revelation of this. I'm not saying that you'll all have a dream or anything, but at some point we need to realize how precious we are, how much God loves us and what he did to save us and redeem us. I was flying down, (coughs) excuse me, I was flying down to... Christchurch a few years ago and I remember looking out it was a beautiful day and I looked out and down below me was beautiful New Zealand and then this tiny ribbon and you realize it's state highway one you know just tiny little scratch and I looked down at it and as I did I thought I have been up and down New Zealand many times you know I, I sort of feel like I've I've seen New Zealand, you know, from the top right down to the bottom. But as I looked down, I thought, oh, my goodness, I've probably only seen a kilometre on either side of that State Highway 1. And there's so much to the left and to the right and to the north and south that I haven't. Do you know what I mean? You think because you've been to Gore, you've been down south, you know. But there's so much more. And as I looked, God said to me, That's like my love, Rose. You only know so little of it yet. There's so much more to know. Hallelujah. Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, Ephesians 3. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's people, to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that passes knowledge. Hallelujah. How deep is God's love for you, all of you, If I were to ask you to describe God, how would you describe him? This is important. I asked my kids that once, many years ago, when they were quite little. Jake was four, I remember that. I asked them to describe God. How would you describe God? And his little hand shot up, he said, he's magic. (laughs) And I said, you mean he works miracles? (laughs) Yeah. He said, (laughs) anyway, we had some rather random little um, things. (laughs) Good one, Jake. And from that, I decided that we would memorize a verse um, that talked, that describes God. This is it. Exodus 34. I I might get Jake up to say it. Ah, no, 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 no worry, love. (laughs) Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him. And proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness. Hallelujah. This is the character of God. Maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin, yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He's a righteous God. So there we have it summed up in how he proclaimed himself to Moses. It's all about 
slow to anger, compassionate, gracious, loving. Hallelujah. It's beautiful. For God so loved the world. Um, now, on Christmas Day, I was given a beautiful gift by Sarah and Joe, and it was a, a big book, blank book, to write all my songs in. Over the years, I've written hundreds of songs. I thought, I'd like to write them all in one book. And they gave me a beautiful cover made by Dave Boyd, beautiful leather cover made by it. And I had fun the next day writing out um, some of these songs and one of them one of the earliest songs I ever wrote in fact it's number three in the book is from Hosea and it's um, how can I give you up O Israel how can I surrender you O Ephraim and it's God's heart saying you've done you've turned away from me you've done so many things wrong but how can I stop loving you how can I give you up he can't. So Hosea says in two, chapter 2, Therefore I am now going to allure her. I'll lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. Some of you need to hear God speak tenderly to you. Do you know, often in my life when I've done something wrong and I've felt like God needed to really tell me off, instead he's spoken lovingly to me tenderly to me and it's just broken me it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance ah, I will give her back her vineyards and make will make the valley of Acre a door of hope there she will respond as in the days of her youth as in the day she came up out of Egypt in that day says the Lord you will call me my husband no longer call me my master there's another verse in Hosea, which I love, and I've been praying for a member of our family for years now, and um, this is the verse that God gave me for this, this man. When Israel was a child, I loved him. I loved him. Out of Egypt, I called my son, but the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the bowels and they burned incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms, but they didn't realise that it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. To them, I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek and I bent down to feed them. Tenderness, love, it's so beautiful. Let me speak it over you this morning. This is how God loves you. Doesn't matter how far away you are from him, he loves you like this. Hallelujah. What does it mean to be loving? When we say, God, you are my loving God, what does it look like? I'll tell you what it looks like, folks. This verse might be read next weekend at Dan and Millie's wedding. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 13, this is the character of God. Love is patient. Our loving God is patient. Aren't you glad about that? Yes? He is kind. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It's not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. This is so important. 
actually, husbands and wives, this is important. Don't keep a list of wrongs. Love does not keep a list of wrongs. Doesn't delight in evil, rejoices with the truth. Always protects. God will always protect you. Always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. Love never fails. So, quickly, this personal understanding, a revelation of God's love, is changes everything. Changed my life at 16 changes everything. Number one, it changes the way we see ourselves. We are precious. Isn't this good news? This is good news. We are loved. You are loved. My beloved is mine and I am his. You know, Romans 5 verse 8 says, but God showed his love, demonstrated it to us. How? While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not when we'd got everything right, but while we were sinners, he died for us. That's the love of God. Jeremiah 31, verse 3, the Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Hallelujah. I have drawn you with love and kindness. Oh, boy. When you sin, he is loving He is faithful. Yes, he judges sin, but he's made a way for us through Jesus to be forgiven. His love is everlasting. Can you think about that? It will never let go. Did we sing that this morning, something about not letting go? God's love will never let you go. One of my favorite hymns, and I think I've spoken about this once, is um, George Matheson's hymn, O Love That Will Not Let Me Go. He wrote that on the eve of his sister's wedding. He was overwhelmed with grief because his own fiance had let him go when she heard that he was going to go blind in a few years. And she just said, "I I I can't cope with that. She let him go and he was absolutely heartbroken. And he wrote that song, Oh, love that will not let me go. That's God's love. God's love. Some of you may know the pain of having been let go. I've known that pain. But God's love will never let you go. Hallelujah. All right. Um, Number two, it changes our concept of prayer, how we pray. Our loving God, Psalm 66, praise be to God, our loving God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. He doesn't withhold his love from you. Psalm 69, but I pray to you, O Lord, in the time of your favor, in your great love, O Lord, answer me with your sure salvation. Do you know, the Bible is just dripping with love. Read it. You know, if you're not feeling loved by God, read the word. Read it. It's like we're neglecting the greatest love letter you've anyone's ever written you. Yes, you might doubt it, but have you been reading lately how much he loves us? The Bible, I, what, what, um, shall I test Don? Where is it, Don, that says he's... How great a love he has lavished upon us. I'm just, you don't have to answer, but. 
It's in the Bible. It's First John 3, I think, how great a love God has lavished upon us. He wants to lavish us with love at the end of 2019. And 2020, he wants to pour out his love, declare his love. That's what I felt God was saying to me. Tell them how much I love them. Tell them how much I love them. Well, that's simple, and you've heard it many, many times before, but you need to hear it again. It keeps us in times of trouble and testing. Romans 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or peril or nakedness or sword or danger? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, not the present, not the future, 2020, cannot separate you from God's love. Nor any powers, not height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is good news. <laughs> that is the news you want to carry through into 2020. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Do you know that was the scripture that Corrie Ten Boom had written in her shoe? Every day they wrote a scripture and hid it in their shoes in case they got uh, captured by the Gestapo in World War II. And that was the scripture she had written, hid, hidden written in her shoe, <sighs> Romans 8, nothing can separate me from the love of God. That was the scripture she carried into the Ravensbrook concentration camp, and that is the message she shared to all the prisoners. Hallelujah. When she heard that a whole lot of women were being taken into the gas chambers, she, at the um, threat of her life, she crept out of the barracks and she hid behind a wall and she spoke God's word to every single woman that walked past her. A scripture. She spoke it to them. God is with you. Do not be afraid. Wow. Now, relying on God's love brings us great joy even in the darkest of times. Psalm 59 says, I will sing of your strength in the morning. I will sing of your love. We've done that this morning. You are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. Oh, my strength, I will sing praises to you. You, oh God, are my fortress, my loving God. Hallelujah. Now, Betsy, her sister, was in the concentration camp with her. She had three dreams while she was there. She shared them with Betsy. One was that after they were released, they would buy a house for former prisoners and care for them. The second dream was that they would own a concentration camp and transform it into a place where they would teach the German people how to love again. She realised how broken and hurt they were. And the third one was that they would be released before the new year. 
three dreams and they all came true. She was released to heaven. Corrie was released by a clerical error. She wasn't meant to be, but she was. And Betsy had said to her, Corrie, when we get out of here, we must travel the world and tell people that there is no pit so deep, but that God's love is not deeper still. Hallelujah. And then she said this, they will believe us because we have been here. Hallelujah. And you know, Corrie Ten Boom became what she called a tramp for the Lord. And she traveled the world preaching that message that it doesn't matter how deep a pit is of shame, of grief, of pain, whatever, God's love is deeper still. Hallelujah. I wrote a song called Corrie's Song, and it's this. There is no pit that is deep, but that his love is deeper still. There is no wound that his love cannot heal. There is no wall so high that his love can't break down. It makes no difference if it reaches the sky. His love can heal all our hurts. His love can meet all our needs. His love can reach to the lowest hell and make us live again. Hallelujah. Now, for those of you that want it, I've got, I bought a whole lot of CDs, some, with that song on it. That's my Christmas present to you. If you want one, you can take it from the information desk. Okay, quickly, last point. The love of Christ compels us. This, where's Logan? Logan, going to Nepal, it is the love of Christ. Okay, sorry, cancel that, going to somewhere. The love of Christ compels him. It is the message of love that he needs to take. It is the character of love in him that will reach out to people. It's Christ's love compels us. 2 Corinthians 5. It goes on to say that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. People are cut off from God. They don't feel love. They feel full of uh, um, shame or whatever it is. We are the ones to reach out with God's love and reconcile them to God. It's love, folks. This is it. You know, New Zealand and beyond, it's all about love. It's not about building great empires for Christ or, um, you know, how many, you know, it's, it's nothing to do with all that sort of stuff. It's love. It's love, Dave that compels you to go out and preach the gospel, isn't it? The love of Christ. Now, you might say, oh, I don't feel that. I don't feel like, you know, I've got no urge to speak to someone about God's love. Okay, there'll be people like that. Sure, I've been like that. Ask God for a new revelation of his love. Ask him for it. Keep asking for it. Ask him for a dream. Ask him... You know, okay, I'm going to say, don't ask him for a dream. Ask him to speak through his word. <laughs> because, you know, we, we can sometimes look for all sorts of random, you know, demonstrations of love. But really, this is, this is, this is the solid 
place to find where God's, how much he loves you. It's not about goosebumps, feeling God's love. You know, and I'm not, I'm not speaking down about that. It's good if we sense it and feel, you know. I mean, when Chris looks at me and I think, oh, <laughs> it's good. But it goes a lot deeper than that. It goes deeper than that. That sort of love might not carry you through 70 years of marriage like mum and dad, but it's a deeper thing. This is where we find the deep love of God. Read the word of God. Read it, read it. Now, I'm going to quickly finish with this. Psalm 143, and I know that I've preached this one New Year's before. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. And it goes on with a beautiful passage, which I said should be our everyday prayer. Um, But every morning, you need to hear a word of God's love. You've heard it this morning. That's good. But tomorrow, you need to hear it. And the next day, Pam. And the next day. And it's not going to be done telling you, well it will be sometimes, or me or anyone who stands up here, it's God himself through the word, read it. The Lord's Prayer says, give us today our daily bread, just to know that you're loved daily. Chris tells me every day that he loves me. Thanks, darling. But he does, and I'm thankful for that, because we need to know that we're loved. And sometimes I don't feel very lovable, but he tells me. And it's important um, that we hear from God how much he loves us. Lamentations 3 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Every morning, great is thy faithfulness. When you are in hospital, Anita, every day, God's love. Yes, we are all going to die, folks. Unless the Lord comes back, we are all going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We're all going to face it. But we face it with joy because of the love of God. That's our hope as Christians. All right. Now, don't cheat yourself of God's love letter. Jude 20 says, but you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. Keep yourself in the love of God. Think about it. Thank him for his love. Some of you might be away from Christ. You might be, feel a long way away from it. Um, in the last days, there'll be a great falling away because the love of many has waxed cold. We need to stay aware of God's love. And, you know, that's when we respond, when we know how much he loves us. Some of you have never known his love. And I don't know, most of you, I know, but there could well be people here, you've never had an experience that God, the Father, the creator of all the earth, loves you. Well, today's your lucky day. (laughs) Today, God, 
gave me this to say, tell them how much I love them. So soon you'll have an opportunity. Come forward or, or talk to someone. It doesn't matter where you do it, to be honest. It doesn't have to be in church. Many people here probably discovered God's love and found their way to him in their own room, in their house, on the beach, all sorts of places. But come to him because he's your loving father. He's your loving God. And he will transform your life. He will gently deal with all your messes. <laughs> and over time... He's not in a rush. He takes, he's patient. Uh, and he, you will know his love. And it will become an adventure for the rest of your life, <laughs> knowing the love of God, discovering it. If you're going through troubled times and if you're looking ahead at 2020 with a little bit of trepidation, take this message with you, please. Two things I've heard, that you, O oh God, are strong and that you, O oh God, are loving. You are loving. Amen. Why don't you just close your eyes for a minute. Just still your heart. And we're just going to ask God to speak to each one of us personally. Father, Thank you for your great love. Lord, I pray that you will take it from just words and let us really know it. Father, over the rest of the day that we will know it, not just feel it, but know it, that, Lord, you are a loving God. Father, you're a patient God, kind, gentle. Jesus came and he was the exact representation of God. And he said, I'm gentle. Father, I pray that people's burdened hearts will respond to this with hope, Lord, and that they will realize that they're loved. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, speak this to people that need it. You touch their hearts, Lord. You speak the verse, the scripture that they need to hear. You speak to them. Cut through all their pain and all their, their walls and touch their very hearts, Lord, I pray. Lord, help us to keep ourselves in your love, that we will not listen to the lies of the enemy that would try and tell us that we are too far gone, that we are unlovable, that we are unloved, that we will not listen to the lies of the enemy, but we will hear the word of God. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Thank you, Father. And may that thrill and rejoice our hearts and may it compel us also to reach out to those that so desperately need to hear it. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. I'm going to speak the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.